Welcome to the Skillstack Podcast, a podcast with one aim in mind, to bring you the best ideas, tactics, and information to help you grow your confidence, your value, and your bank balance with every epic. Here is your host, author, public speaker, and world record holder, Ray McLennan. So here we go. Hi, everyone. It is Ray McLennan. This is the Business Mastermind Academy. Thank you for joining. And tonight, the subject is influence. And you'll see it says continued because we spoke before about words and phrases that have value that can make a difference. Now, this one is called nine phrases that create immediate action. So um, why is it, I suppose, that uh, words can have such a dramatic effect on human behavior. Well, that's what we're going to go into in this uh, webinar slash podcast. We're going to tell you about that. But they do have a massive influence. So we want to know why it's important for you. We're going to talk about the nine magic phrases. And then there's tactics, which is three things that you can do now. Okay, now there's a slide I've put up here, which I've put up before. And it shows a picture of... Uh, well, it's actually a sort of caricature drawing of a human brain divided into three parts. So you can see the reptilian brain, the reptile brain, which is the oldest part, the middle brain, which is the emotional part, and the new brain, which is the irrational part. So if you go back, I suppose you have to go back to, to why this and why words have such a dramatic effect on human behavior is because you, you have to go back two million years. Because it's your two million year old reptile brain that controls virtually everything you think about and therefore every action you take following that thought. Now your two million year old brain is constantly alert and it's on the lookout for problems. Now it especially likes anything that can potentially cause you danger. And this means that many people live in a constant state of fear. Now, Fear, F-E-A-R. I'm pretty sure that you've all heard the, the acronym F-E-A-R, which stands for False Evidence Appearing Real. False Evidence Appearing Real. Now, Montaigne, the great French philosopher, he lived from 1533 to 1592, said that he who fears shall suffer, he who fears he shall suffer, already suffers what he fears. But his most famous quote, and the one that I quite like and I have quoted before, is that he said, My life has been full of terrible misfortunes, most of which have never happened. Now, even the Bible 2,000 years ago has a quote, and it's, uh, for those of you who want to look this up, it's Job 3.25 that says, That which I have feared has come upon me. So the very act of thinking about something can make it happen or bring it into being. William James, the father of modern psychology, who was from 1842 to 1910, said that the greatest discovery of my generation is that a human being can alter his life by altering his attitudes. Now, that's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. Thoughts travel faster than anything in the universe, and you'll all have examples of that. A thought can travel so quickly in your own brain, from thought to action, or thoughts can spark your hormones into releasing chemicals that either inspire you or deflate you. So years before the secret or before anybody bought into the idea that thoughts are things, and thoughts most certainly are things, we see many of the great thinkers in life, in the great books in life, acknowledge that as being true. So if thoughts alone are things and thoughts alone can make things happen, then all, all the words you're communicating 
your thoughts verbally, you can use those words to communicate and, and change the thoughts and you use them verbally to change what's happening in someone else's brain. Now, after all, we're just robots. You've probably heard it say that we're moist robots programmed by a language. Now, if, if we can be programmed by a language, then we can program anyone else by a language. I've already said that. But if you take, for example, um, a strategy, take, take a strategy that works, um, you will probably find, so if, you, if your brain is looking for problems and you take a strategy that works, um, in property that could be, you know, no money down, buy to lets, commercial conversion, service accommodation, doesn't matter what it is, a strategy that works. And it's the same with business strategies or franchises. The thing about these strategies is that they do work. They actually do work. A good strategy can change things really quickly. Now, I've seen people go from, from nothing or less than nothing than debt to millionaire status in a couple of years. I've seen people go from 100,000 a year to 100,000 a month with the right strategy that, that works for them. So why don't these strategies work for everybody who learns them? Why is it that some people can go on a course and learn the strategy and then tinker about with it and then a year later they're no further forward? Well, that's because it's mindset that holds people back. Now, mindset is nothing more than that two million year old reptile brain looking for problems and finding them. But remember, false evidence appearing real. Now, before we go into the nine phrases that create immediate action, I want you to remember one crucial thing. That whenever you start something new, do something new or learn something new for the first time, you will not be very good at it. Now, that doesn't matter. That, that doesn't matter that you're not good at it. Remember, words can program action in our moist robot. So we need to understand how this robot can be made to make to take certain steps, certain actions, and actually change what it is that you do. Now, bear in mind, it does not matter how fast you go. What matters is that you make consistent progress. Progress will set you free. Making progress leads to happiness. Do not compare yourself to someone else. Compare yourself to where you were last week, last month, yesterday. Now, there's another quote for you, and it's a guy called Dr. Maxwell Maltz, and he lived from 1899 to 1975, and he was famous for a thing called psycho-cybernetics, which is a system of ideas that can improve self-image, leading to a more successful and fulfilling life. And he said... Well, if you can make friends with yourself, then you're never going to be alone. But again, the quote that I like best from him is one where he said, human beings are like bicycles. They need to be moving towards something or they lose their equilibrium and they fall over. So if we understand that thoughts are things and thoughts are actually things, and we, if we understand that changing your thoughts can change your actions, and if we also understand that we can do the same with other people, then I've laid the foundations for these phrases for you to use in context and create immediate action either in yourself or in other people. Now, they might not all be directly suitable for you right now, but there will be times when you can use them to great effect. So let's take an easy one to start with, okay? An easy one to start with. You can call somebody up or you can stop someone at work to talk about something and most people will say, is this a good time to talk? But I want you to change that. I want you to change it to, is now a bad time to talk? 
Now, this subtle change in language hits right into the heart of the reptile brain. The person replying is forced to say either, yes, it's a bad time, but they will inevitably follow that up with a good time, or you'll get, uh, no, it's not. It's not a bad time. And then you get total focus on what it is you have to say. Now, the reason you get total focus is because you've, you've jerked them out of their normal routine. Remember, moist robots, most people are walking around in a daze. And most people are uh, oblivious to, to being tempted into things. You know, people are looking at their phones and their computers all the time and they're getting messages constantly, constantly, constantly. So you have to, um, I suppose, disrupt the mental pattern. And you can disrupt the mental pattern by instead of saying, is it a good time to talk, which most people will say, to changing that to, is now a bad time to talk. And that forces people to go, well, that's a bit unusual, but actually, no, it's not a bad time to talk. Now, they focus and zoom in. What is it you're going to say? And they will focus on what it is that you have to say. Okay, now the next one is, uh, this one is to ensure that you don't get ignored. Now, especially on email. Now, I have used this phrase to great effect in WhatsApp groups and simply by texting people. Now, the great value in this phrase is that it, all, it pretty much almost always gets an immediate reply. The one sentence email you want to write is, have you given up on this project? Have you given up on this project? Now, that's where you're not, get, you're not making movement, you're not making traction. Now, quite a lot of the time, we've got a lot of projects on the go and they're with various different people. And sometimes they might sit with an architect for a while or they might sit with a lawyer for a while. Or most likely, they'll sit with an investor. And, you know, we want to get an answer. So, you know, you might send a couple of messages saying, how are you getting on? Is there anything else you need? And if you get ignored or you're not getting where you want to go, then when you change the, the phrase to say, have you given up on this project? You get an almost immediate reply. Because the power in this phrase is the other person still feels in control, but it's actually the illusion of control. And this encourages them to clarify their position and explain it to you. So you'll often get a pretty immediate reply along the lines of, um, no, 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 we're still interested, but we've just been caught up in a few things. We've been caught up in admin or, or other issues or whatever. It's a very, very useful phrase, this one. Have you given up on this project? I mean, I can show you some of the texts I've got where I text someone and they're virtually straight back. It's, it's, quite, it's quite bizarre. But again, it's because it jerks the moist robot and it goes straight to the reptile brain and it forces someone to respond. Okay, next one. Next one is uh, when someone asks you to do something that you're probably unable to do or that you don't want to do or you want time to think about it or where you want them to think about the solution so that they can see things from your point of view. And again, uh, it's, it's one of those phrases, I mean, they're all designed to tap in, but anyway, but this one taps right in and it taps straight into the reptile, two million year old brain and makes your... I suppose, positive assertion. It's a positive assertion for you. But the other side still feels an element of control. And that's where you would say, how am I supposed to do that? How, how am I supposed to do that? Just, just nice, calm, non-confrontational. Just how am I supposed to do that? And what you'll get is the person thinking, mm, right, okay, how are you supposed to do that? And then they start to think of the solution. So I suppose of all the, the phrases you're going to hear tonight, this one here, uh, I was going to say it should be number one, but I wanted to ease you into it. But this is probably one of the most powerful ones. Okay, so the next phrase is, 
And I used this recently, this this phrase, I should, or I should say actually, my 10-year-old son used it when he started back at his football academy recently with a new coach. Now, this phrase is about, I suppose, selling yourself. It could be for a job, a position, or, you know, just to stand out. But the great news about this phrase is it comes with an added bonus. And that added bonus can be in the form of a mentor if it's used at the right time. It can be especially useful at, at job interviews. Um, where most interviewers will say, no one's ever actually asked me that question before. Now, the bonus here is if someone in the workspace gives you advice in response to this question or phrase, they will look to see if you're following their advice. And if you are, they will feel that they're invested in your success. So you effectively, the bonus you get effectively is an unofficial mentor. So the phrase of the question is, what does it take to be successful around here? So imagine you're at a job interview, they're asking you all the usual questions and then they say, have you got any questions you want to ask us? Most people will say, oh, how long has the company been around or what's your share capital or whatever. There'll usually be some pretty normal questions. But you're going to stand out if you say, what does it take to be successful around here? Because then they will tell you. Okay, next one is a bit of fun. It's a bit of fun. And uh, I have used this one. Now, you'll see I've got a screen up here, uh, uh, an image on the screen here, which says discount calculator. So we'll get to that shortly. But uh, it's a bit of fun. And I've used this when buying a car. I've used it when uh, buying a kitchen. And uh, more recently, I used it when I was buying some shirts. Now, those of you that see pictures of me online, uh, you'll always see that I'm wearing the same shirt, or I seem to be wearing the same shirt. Now, that's not because I am wearing the same shirt. It's actually because I usually, if I find a shirt that I like, that goes with my complexion, and more importantly, my wife likes it, uh, then I will usually buy half a dozen, maybe a dozen of these shirts. So I've got a wardrobe full of them. Same with trousers. I usually like to buy you know, the same stuff. I don't want to think about what I'm going to wear when I get up in the, during the day. I just or get up during the day. When else do you get up? When I get up in the morning, I want to get up and I just want to put on you know, clothes. And then when you look at the images of me, if you see on social media, I'm pretty much wearing the same stuff you know, for year on, year on, year on. Um, and then my wife will go, well, you know what? You've been wearing those kind of shirts for the last couple of years. I'm going to get a bit fed up with it. I want you to get some new shirts. So recently I used this phrase, um, get to the point, Raymond. okay, recently I used this phrase, and when I think about it now, I should probably use it a lot more often because it's quite quirky and it can remove the tension from any sales type negotiation, but it's also very effective at the same time. So it's about asking for a discount, but with a twist. Now, I always ask for a discount and quite often, you know, we'll, we all do, we get fobbed off with something with a standard reply. You know, after all, most salespeople are trained to deal with objections, but also how to deal with it if somebody asks for a further discount or, or even a discount. But not when you do it this way. Now, remember, we're tapping into the two million year old reptile brain here with these phrases, but we're doing it in such a way that there's no aggression and no tension. So, when buying the shirts, I asked for a bulk dis discount. Now, I was told, you know, in an auto response from the girl behind the counter, um, that a discount had already been applied. It was an applied discount for buying four shirts. Now, the shirt I wanted, they're normally £39 each, um, but you buy four and you actually get four for £100 or £25 each. So I just simply replied in a friendly manner, well, hi, my name is Ray. Um, what's the Ray discount? Is there a discount for Ray? Now, this caused her to stop and think for a second 
and then decide to ask her manager, supervisor. The manager supervisor came over and asked how many shirts I was buying. Now, they'd not been put through the register yet, and I said, well, I was looking to buy eight. Quick as a flash, she said, well, if you buy ten, I'll put in two for free. So here I was, about to pay £200 for eight shirts, or £25 each, but now I was paying £250. So that's £50 more for the shop, but I was now getting 12 shirts, so instead of £25 each or £39 each, I was now getting them for £20 each. So, just a quirky, daft little thing. Use your name. You know, people people like to hear their own name, but use your name and in that circumstances, ask, say your name and then ask what the discount is for you just because of your name. It, again, it jolts people out of their normal everyday thinking. Okay, number six then. Now, this is another one that I've used in um, property negotiation. and uh, But also, uh, when I sold a business, I sold a business a number of years ago, five years ago, in fact, a travel agency business that I, that I sold. That's when travel agents made money. Um, it's where you want a higher price for something that you're selling, or if you're buying something but the price is too high and you want them to drop the price. So, it's where you want a higher price with something or you're selling, or if you're buying something but the price is too high and you want them to drop it. So when you're selling a business, for example, the price is not cast in stone. And if you're buying a business, the price is not cast in stone. There are so many variables, really. But in this instance, this was a small high street shop with a number of people in it, decent turnover, etc. Um, but the price I wanted for that was 120000 Now, the other side's opening offer was 80,000 in shares in their travel business, which then sat at six pence a share. Now, at the end of two weeks' negotiation, I got the price I was after. Half of it was in cash and the other half was in shares. So how did I do it? Well, by continually repeating this phrase at each crucial stage. Now, this was not me repeating, ad, you know, just one after the other after the other. It was at a crucial stage when something was put, or an offer was put, or something was made, a suggestion was given. I would say, your offer is very generous, but I'm sorry, it just doesn't work for me. Your offer is very generous, but I'm sorry, it just doesn't work for me. Now, said at the right moment in time and at the right place, that again forces the other side to take a look at things from your point of view and think, well, okay, mm, all right, well, maybe we'll come back with something else. And that's obviously when they want something and they did want this particular business. Um, and now that has a sister phrase, which is um, this one, which is now number seven, which is, uh, you can also use the sister phrase of that one by saying, I don't see how this will ever work or how this would ever work. I don't see how this would ever work. Now, again, the strategy here is to make the other person think about their offer and to make concessions, which they do, or to improve their offer, which they do. So, very useful phrase, that one. I don't see how that will ever work or I don't see how that would ever work. Now, number eight. Number eight is why. The word why. Now, the word why is a good one because it forces the other person to, I suppose, become defensive, to think more. Um, you know, after all, think about a time when your parents pulled you up about something. They would ask you why you did that. What did you do that for? 
um, and your only your only response would be to be defensive. It, it's just it's just one of those trigger words that makes people um, become defensive. But it can also work. For example, if you want to lure a client away from a competitor, for example, you might ask them, "Why would you ever do business with me? Why would you ever do business with me?" Or why would you ever change from your existing supplier? They're great. Now, with these questions, you can coax the counterpart into working for you as they inadvertently talk themselves into it. Just, just try this. Over the next couple of days, that's one of the things I'm going to ask you to do, is to try some of these phrases and give me a bit of feedback. Tell me, tell me what the response is. But why would you ever change from your existing supplier or why would you ever want to do business with me? Okay, so... Uh, finally, number nine. So number nine, this is uh, about loss aversion. Now, potential losses seem larger to most people than potential gains. Remember, two million year old reptile brain will place much more emphasis and energy on losses as they will loom much larger in that space than gains ever will. In fact, for most people, it's about 80, 20, you know, the usual Pareto principle, 80, 20%, 80%, 20% when it comes to moving towards something or moving away from something. Moving away from pain looms larger than moving towards pleasure. And that's the one that most people will buy into. So, for example, if you're trying to get, uh, I don't know, a, sp a supplier to pay you, uh, this is an extremely useful phrase. You can use this to get them to pay you without the use of threats or coercion. And to really, up, I suppose, open up the process to getting someone to pay you, play on their past record in the following way. Okay, so you would say, it seems like you strongly value the fact that you've always paid us on time. Or, it seems like you don't care what position you're leaving me in. Now, this can be quite a good one when, they, well, you, you obviously think of the circumstances where it is, but... I've used this when someone has not paid a bill and it, and we would say it seems like you don't care what position you're leaving us in. They're forced to think about it and they're forced to try and defend their actions, which they cannot really do. Because every business person has a set of rules and a moral framework and the majority of people will play by the rules where they can. When they can't, they will start to prioritise. So if you've got a supplier, a client, an organisation that's that's been paying you, you want to ensure that they prioritise you over any other competitor. And these words and phrases can help you do that. So it seems like you strongly value the fact that you've always paid us on time, which of course they will. Or it seems like you don't care what position you're leaving me in, which of course they, they will as well, or they won't. Uh, so all you need to do now with these phrases is print them off, keep them handy for your next negotiation. But three things to do now. Number one, print off the list. Number two, check through any strategies that you've got coming up over the next week or so, and then use the phrases often. Use them often. That's, um, I suppose, when you want to remember somebody's name, psychologists will say that when you meet that person for the first time, you should use their name three or four times during the next sort of 20 minutes of a conversation, and then that will embed their name. But if you use these phrases as well, they will get embedded in your own brain or you can just print off the list and have it available now i've got a i've ha i have got a download i will put that in the facebook group i'll make sure that the admin staff have it and it's there for you so you don't need to take all these notes i mean i suppose i should have said that at the beginning and don't take notes but um anyway here they are again so is now a bad time to talk have you given up on this project number three was how am i supposed to do that 
Number four, what does it take to be successful around here? Number five, remember the quirky one? Well, my name is Ray. What's the Ray discount? Got me two shirts. Your offer is very generous, but I'm sorry, that just doesn't work for me. Or I don't see how that would ever work. Number eight is why would you ever do business with me? Or uh, why would you ever change from an existing supplier? They're great. And then number nine, it seems like you strongly value the fact that you've always paid us on time or it seems like you don't care what position you're leaving me in. <sighs> anyway, okay, so there we are. That is it. Thank you for listening. And that is the webinar for tonight in the series. I have got other words and phrases, so the next one will be along a similar theme because these are so powerful. Remember, we are programming a moist robot. It's the two million year old brain that you want to appeal to. And wherever I see words and phrases like this, I always try them out myself first before I pass them on. So thank you for uh, listening. Now, if you've got any questions or anything like that, the best place for you to put them in is probably in the group WhatsApp chat there because um, the question part of this uh, go-to webinar control panel doesn't seem to be working terribly well. All right, so um, there we are. The next webinar will be Monday the 5th of October, 8 p.m. Monday the 5th of October, 8 p.m. I'm available for questions here now. If anybody wants to ask any questions, I will click on there. Um, oh, there we are. We've got some questions. You can see the slides. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, good evening. Try the open sesame clear. This has been fantastic. Andy Lambard, thank you very much. Diane, lovely. Good. Um, Austin, Christina, Tony, good. All there. Thank you very much. Who have we still got with us? Uh, yep, there we go. Okay, great. There we good. Okay, thank you very much for the feedback in the, the control panel there. Thank you very much. Yep, thanks. Oh, ex double exclamation marks from Cheryl. Must have been really good. Uh, thanks from Austin. Good, good. Okay, it was good to see you all the other day. And um, uh, thank you from Tony. Excellent. Um, and I will see you all again next month, if not before. Again, you can ask. If you've got any questions you want to ask me, put it in the WhatsApp group or in the Facebook group. Facebook group has not been used that much, I don't think. So... Um, Put some things in the Facebook group. I will make sure that uh, Joe has the, I suppose, the printed off version to download. I'll save it as a PDF and fire that through so you can all have that as notes to keep. Okay, so um, Open Sesame referred, what was that from Andy? Open Sesame referred to the problems at the start out of context doesn't work. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, Open Sesame. Open Sesame. Open Sesame. It did work. Anyway, so Andy, thank you for that. Thoughts are things. I could feel your positive thoughts beaming down there, um, wishing it to work, and it obviously did work. Okay, great. Right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, I've been Ray McLennan. That has been Influence, the nine phrases that create immediate action. Thank you very much, and good night. Yeah.